Led by Sheriff John T. Stigemeyer. Old Stigemeyer has those guys juiced up trying to keep the Dakota marker for a third year in a row. And I have the taste of vomit in my mouth when I say that. That the axis of evil down I-29 in South Dakota State. This ain't no friendly rivalry, folks. Not no more. Not no more. You talk to players and coaches. South Dakota State, this one means something. This one matters more. You got to roll up the sleeves. Those folks in South Dakota State, they play chippy. You don't need me to tell you that. You've seen the video. You've seen Christian Rose Boom grab Bruce Anderson's ankle and give it a twist. You've seen a certain tight end playing for the Philadelphia Eagles take punches at Trey Dempsey's back. This one's going to be intense. I love it. It's what college football is all about. This is Heard It Here with Swanee on 740 AM, The Fan, 107.3 FM. And I've got a little edge to me today. I'm a little... I'm a little intense. I'm always intense. You can ask my wife. She'll tell you, sometimes you just need to to stop talking, Josh. Not this morning on the radio, though. I'm going to talk a lot. And I'm not pulling no punches because Stigemeyer's bringing the bunnies into town. Earlier this week, Nolan P. Schmidt and myself on our podcast, we made some great friends down at Brookings. They, uh, the SDSU fans' message board Lit us up like Stig having some juice doing his taxes on a Sunday night at 10 p.m. before getting behind a wheel. No one's talking about that. I'm going to talk about it. I think it's a big deal. It's part of the rivalry. And you might be saying, well, what does that, what does that have to do with a football game, Swan? You've done, some, you've done some pretty stupid things. You're darn right. I've done a lot of stupid things. You can ask my parents. You could ask my buddies, talk to Grandma and Grandpa Swatty, talk to my wife. But one thing I ain't never done is drink a malt beverage and get behind the wheel of a vehicle and then purport to lead and discipline young men. And that is part of this rivalry because Bison fans, Bison Nation, I love you guys. You guys are my boys. You're my gals. I'll see you, see you, see you at Six Flags tailgating this morning. We'll kick back some juice. That's why it matters. The Bison student section, the energy at the Dome, they bring the life to the party. They are going to be extra amped up, and they're going to have signs, man. That's a beauty part of college football in these rivalries. This is Michigan-Ohio State. This is Alabama-Auburn on the Northern Plains. Rocky Hager. Well, where am I going with Rocky Hager? I'll tell you where I'm going with Rocky Hager. Legendary coach of North Dakota State. I had a good talk on the phone with him earlier this week. Rock and I spent about 15 or 20 minutes visiting his team out in New Jersey where he's coaching college football, has a bye week. We were talking about former Bison Jeff McKinnon, linebacker from Wapaton, North Dakota, battling multiple myeloma. I sat down with Jeff and his wife Amy at Herdenhorns Horns during homecoming week for a story in Bison Illustrated that'll be out in October. 
And Jeff told me that Coach Hager called him up and has been texting him about his battle. And I bring that up because that's how I grew up in the North Dakota State program with Rocky Hager, the fire and ice rivalry with the University of North Dakota. You know how how special that was. Rocky's fire, Roger Thomas's ice, Football America, the documentary by TNT. Rocky says losing to those knuckleheads in Grand Forks is 364 days of heck. Well, that rivalry, that's not the same. That's not the same. All due respect to the University of North Dakota. South Dakota State, North Dakota State made the move up to Division I at the same time. UND and the University of South Dakota soon followed, and now credit to the old North Central Football Conference because the Missouri Valley, the best conference in the FCS, resembles the old North Central Conference with those schools up and down the I-29 corridor. This game today matters because losing to the Bunnies is like 364 days of heck. I was down in Brookings last year. A lot of you were too. Easton Stick had the worst performance of his career. He talked about that this week. He owned it. He's a leader, three-time captain, best quarterback in the FCS, and part about what a leader does, a good leader like Easton, is owns up. Says, that's on me. You can take this to the bank. You can mark this down right now. Easton Stick is not turning the ball over four times today. That ain't happening. I'm wearing a yellow Easton Stick number 12 jersey right now. And I'm going to be wearing it all day long, baby. I bought this jersey the Tuesday after the South Dakota State game last year. And what impressed the heck out of me about that young man's performance is he competed till the final gun. A lot of folks forget that North Dakota State scored with about seven or eight minutes left in the fourth quarter of that game last year down in Brookings to get within one score. And had the Bison defense gotten a stop, I think North Dakota State wins that football game for for as bad as North Dakota State played that day. And they'll tell you that. They'll say it wasn't their best game. They were one stop away from beating the Bunnies and Brookings, and that loss didn't feel good. Losing to those guys stings, flat out. Losing to South Dakota State sucks. We've heard about it all week that they've got the Dakota marker. They've got the Dakota marker. That trophy doesn't belong in Brookings. That trophy belongs in the football office and the Fargo Dome. And come about 5 o'clock this afternoon, that trophy is going to find its way to the North Dakota State locker room. You're going to see the herd hoist that thing above their heads, brother and sisters. Because there is no way we're losing to the bunnies today. Amen, Brother Swan. I said amen. I got my... Rabbit stomping boots on. My morel hiking boots for today. Special occasion. I bust these out once a year just for this game because I think we're doing some rabbit hunting. There ain't no limit. There ain't no limit. 
Last year, North Dakota stayed in that game in Brookings. We were without Jabril Cox for the first half because of a bogus penalty the week before against Northern Iowa that kept him sidelined. We were without All-American Greg Menard. And I'll tell you what. I will tell you what. You want to see a guy getting after it today? You watch Greg Menard. Because he is going to be breathing down the neck of Taron Christian all afternoon with the rest of his Code Green brothers, including Dan Marlette, a native of South Dakota, Sioux Falls, who didn't play in the game last year. Him and Jabril watched the first half in a car because you couldn't get Wi-Fi in crumbling Coughlin alumni, now known as Dana Dykehouse Stadium. He's playing today, and we talked to him about what this game means for the Bison. Every week, Swanee goes one-on-one with NDSU's playmakers, the guys who make it happen for the Bison and continue the program's tradition and excellence. These guys are the strength of the herd. North Dakota State senior linebacker Dan Marlette here with us on Herd here with Swanee on 740 AM, 107.3 FM. Dan, Dakota Marker Week, a big one to start off conference play for the Bison. Oh, yeah, it's always a big one, um, especially it being the first Missouri Valley game of the, the year. It's, it's a huge step up from what we've been um, going against, and uh, it's just going to require us to have more focus and more intensity. What's it like having you, know, you guys watching tape on them? They don't have Goddard. They don't have Wenicky back there, but Christian's still making plays for them, and it looks like that Johnson and wide receivers are a pretty big playmaker too. Um, yeah, they, they still have Taron, which is he's a huge threat. Um, like you said, that wide receiver. Uh, we're just, you know, we're going to treat it as we would last year. Um, you know, maybe not put any emphasis on, you know, the tight end second round draft pick they had last year, but uh, we're still going to treat it as a really, really good high powered offense. Now, you, a kid from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Washington High School, is that where you went? Yes. You know, a lot of familiarity, probably recruited by South Dakota State. Now, what's that like for you now? You were injured last year for the game to be back for your senior year playing these guys in uh, another battle for the marker. Right. I've, I've been waiting for this game since last year. Um, you know, I've, I was only able to watch the game last year, uh, which is always tough no matter what game it is, I guess. Um, you know, this is huge. I, I can't wait for this week. Um, obviously, the, the Dakota marker is, is always in the back of our minds. Um, and it's also a win in the Missouri Valley is so big towards the Missouri Valley Conference Championship. Code Green this year, especially the front seven, you guys have been doing such a great job getting pressure with the, the defensive front, defensive linemen, the linebackers. What is the approach with a guy like Christian where you want to try to contain him in the pocket and keep him from making big plays? Uh, you know, you just got to make sure everyone uh, the, holds their gaps, uh, keeps their containment. Um, we've been doing really well these first couple of weeks, and so we just want to keep it going. Greg Menard last year injured for the game. You were hurt for the game. Jabril Cox had to sit out for the first half. What's that like for you guys knowing that you get a crack at the Jackrabbits now after having missed the one last year? Uh, you know, it's a little more comfort, I guess you could say, with having Greg and, and Jabril back. Um, but we pride on ourselves on uh, a guy goes down, next man up. And last year, obviously, we did really well with that. Um, and so just having more bodies, more depth, um, is huge for this week. 
What does this game mean for your family? You know, a big South Dakota football family, your brother and your dad both playing for the Coyotes. Can't be any love lost between the Coyotes and the Jacks. So what does that mean for you guys uh, with your with your game here this weekend? Uh, I, can, I can tell you all the Marlettes are rooting for NDSU. Um, I, I know they would regardless if they were USD alums. But uh, <laughs> you know how USD feels about SDSU and, you know, vice versa. And, uh, my dad and my brother are excited to come watch this game. There's been a lot of really good buys in yourself included, Chad Stark, uh, a lot of a lot of guys that are from South Dakota that ended up having really good careers for North Dakota State. What's that like for you being a South Dakota kid from Sioux Falls, playing for the buys? And do you hear quite a bit about that back home? Uh, honestly, not too much. Uh, obviously, we don't get much free time to go home, but. Um, you know, it's it's kind of incredible. I go, I do go home, and every once in a while, you run into someone that recognizes you and says, "Oh, you're, you're still up at IDSU," and you know, people pay attention, and that just uh, that just uh, shows how Bison pride spreads throughout you know the Midwest and throughout the country. Dan Marlette, senior linebacker for the Bison, here with us on Heard It Here with Swanee on 7:40 a.m. The fan in 107.3 starting linebacker for the Bison, accounting major, four-time Missouri Valley Football Conference honor roll with uh, with Code Green playing so well, Dan. The first three games, it's hard for us as media and fans to pick out anything it looks like you guys need to work on. But this week, especially preparing for the Jackrabbits, what are some of the things that Code Green's working on? Uh, I think uh, we can always improve on our com- communication on the field. Um, we had a couple busts last game. Well, I mean, most people wouldn't recognize it, but um, in a game like this, it'll be amplified. Um, so communication um, and just, you know, playing fast and hard. What are the coyotes? Excuse me, what are the coyotes? That's how much respect I have yeah. for the Jackrabbits. But what, uh, when you're watching tape on these guys, how, how different do they look, if at all? I mean, I know each year teams are different. The Jacks are different. The Bison are different. But when they don't have the big guy in Goddard and when they don't have Winnikey, how much different do they look in what they're trying to do? Or is it a lot of the same stuff schematically as far as concepts they're trying to do? Um, I think I think it's a lot of the same stuff. Um, you know, obviously they have quite a big void with, with Goddard and um, Winnikey gone. Uh, but, you know, they've only played two games and, and they're still trying to figure out what, what they're going to do to replace that. And um, they'll find a way. But uh, when it comes to, you know, quarterback run game, it's it's very similar to the last year. Um, you know, a lot of split zone. And I mean, they're, they're going to do what they do. They're going to find something, something new to, to bring out against us. And and hopefully we're just prepared for it. I know one of the things North Dakota State does so well is take it each week, one week at a time, and not make it too much out of a game. But for you guys, especially seniors with South Dakota State, having won the last two Dakota marker games, is there any extra emphasis put on it for you guys this week, not just with the Dakota marker, but starting off Valley play with the win? There's there's always an em- emphasis on Valley play. And this being the first game of the Valley, this being SDSU, which, you know, can decide, you know, who has the conference championship. Um, it's a huge week for us. And the thing, is, what I like about this is that we can we can benchmark how we prepare f- for the rest of uh, the Missouri Valley, um, no matter what the team is. And if we can do the same, replicate the same kind of preparation for this game 
throughout the whole season, then we're going to be one heck of a team. Buys a Nation has turned up and been really loud for the first three home games so far this year. How important is that crowd as a factor in the game when you're playing a rivalry game, the crowd getting loud, making it tough for the other team's offense to communicate? How big a lot will be Saturday? Uh, that's huge. Um, with with crowd noise like that, you can't, as an offense, you can't go off of a snap or a snap counter or anything like that. you got to do a key, whether it's a clap or a leg raise or whatever. And for the D-line and for pressures, obviously you see that key, you pick up on the key, and you can time it up, and it's, it's huge for the defense. Best of luck to you this weekend and the rest of the year, Dan. Appreciate you. Dan Marlette, senior linebacker from Sioux Falls, South Dakota, found his way from bunny land to the promised land. Coming up on Heard It Here with Swanee, with this fall weather, Nolan P. Schmidt and I will talk about festive seasonal beverages you can make with juice. To liven up your party and ring in the fall right after this. Come on, come on, turn the radio on. Yeah. 740 The Fan is owned and operated by Midwest Radio of Fargo-Moorhead. I like it like that. Hey, when Hi, I'm Paul Myers. And I'm Brady Brunsvold from Legacy Wealth Management. You know, Bison fans and team are known for their excitement, for their energy, and for their passion. And at Legacy Wealth Management, when it comes to your investments, we're known for the same things, excitement, energy, and passion. And when it comes to investing, if you have questions, make sure to give us a call, 701-365-8083. That's Legacy Wealth Management, located right here in the middle of Bison country in Fargo, North Dakota. Now's the time to buy your grass seed from Peterman Seeds. Peterman Seeds has a large supply of lawn seed, and they even have a lawn seeder available for rent. Get your yard looking green and lush. This is also a great time to think ahead about wheat, soybeans, and corn for next year. The top varieties and top quality, giving you top yields. That's Peterman Seeds. Peterman Seeds, right off Highway 10 in Holly. Give them a call today, 1-800-326-3102. The harder kids play, the harder they fall. On the field, the court, or the playground, injuries and broken bones happen. Essentia Health's orthopedics and sports medicine team offers easy access to experts who provide compassionate care to get your kids back in the game as safely and quickly as possible. Essentia Health orthopedics and sports medicine, caring for you like nowhere else. For more information, visit EssentiaHealth.org. When you need tires, Valley Tires got them. Passenger car and light truck tires, commercial truck tires, even agricultural tires and tracks. If it rolls, Valley Tire has you covered with the most popular and best performing tires on the market. Michelin, BF Goodrich, Uniroyal and Hankook. Valley Tire, the newest tire shop in the FM area. With a knowledgeable staff to get you back on the road in a hurry. Valley Tire, 6827th Street South, Fargo. Just south of the intersection of Main Avenue and 25th Street. Online at valleytire.net or call 701-551-700. Altendorf Trucking has alternating full and part-time CDLA driving positions to be filled immediately for the harvest season, hauling local and over the road. These positions can easily be made permanent for those willing to work full-time. Get started on your new career with Altendorf Trucking. To apply, call Mike or Marvin at Altendorf Trucking and Express in Minto, North Dakota, or email application to truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. That's truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. At American Family Insurance, we believe that with the right support, any dream is possible. 
for auto, home, business, or life. Contact us today. For details, contact Chris Heise Agency. Call 701-293-0798 or stop by 722 13th Avenue East in West Fargo today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI. American Family Insurance Company. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. As old as paper and ink, Nolan Schmidt brings his new school approach to Bison Illustrated. As its editor-in-chief and joins Swanee to go over the big headlines for this week's matchup. We're going to rock and roll with Nolan P. Schmidt, editor-in-chief of Bison Illustrated Magazine and my fellow co-host of the Bison Illustrated Podcast that you can find on bisonillustrated.com. I just got a text message from my brother-in-law, Jeff. And Jeff played defensive back for South Dakota State. He says, a little nugget for your radio show. The Bison have never lost a game where the other team failed to score in regulation. But the Jacks have always won when they score at least 90 points. Well, Jeff, my friend, my brother-in-law, I have a fun fact. Do you know that you can warm up juice in the microwave and it tastes the same? And that Stig on cold fall days likes to add a shot of Bailey's to his juice. So the more you know, Nolan. It's like in a thermos. He puts, it, he puts it in a thermos and then he brings it to the sideline, I'm pretty sure. I, I thought he I thought uh, he'd have a graduate assistant. We're having some fun this morning, folks. It's rivalry week. Dakota marker, North Dakota State, number one top-ranked team in the FCS, defending a national champions in the good guy's corner, in the bad guy's corner, the axis of evil, number three team in FCS, led by Sheriff John T. Stegemeyer and Taryn Christian, the awful South Dakota State Jack. Rabbits. We had Nolan and I had some fun with this on our podcast this week. To the to the uh, to the extent that we became public enemies number one. <laughs> red on, meat, red I believe meat was the I believe on, was the term on the South Dakota State message board where they were lighting us up like steak, throwing back some juices on a Friday night. I was gonna say, you know, you said you can find the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes, but you can also find it on SDSUFanForum.com or whatever the whatever the URL is. But I mean. Thanks for that free clickbait, I guess. I mean, I don't that, – that's all I have to say to those fans is, you know, if you go and, back and listen to it, thanks. A few a few of the fans and, – and it's all it's all in good fun. This is tongue-in-cheek, disclaimer, not even a disclaimer. I respect the, the heck out of South Dakota State's program, what Justin Sell has done down there. I got a lot of buddies from South Dakota State, and, and this is true. I actually go on a, a baseball trip every summer – with a bunch of SDSU guys, we go to Wrigley Field, then we go to Miller Park in Milwaukee. We meet in La Crosse, Wisconsin. We take a party bus down there. Um, well, it's it's a Greyhound bus, but we're not driving, so we have a it's, it's kind of a dude's trip, a, a bro trip, and we have a really good time with it. Um, guys like Benny Hines, Jared Baszler, my brother who's getting married this uh, upcoming Friday, invited a bunch of those guys, a bunch of their boosters who he worked with. I have a ton of respect for Justin Sell. Leon Costello was with him, and now he's the 80 at Monta- Montana State. And, and as much as I'm beating up Stig this morning, because it's part of the rivalry, it's part of the story, our fans are talking about it. You know it, Nolan. That's what we've been hearing from our fans for the better part of two weeks. John Stigemeyer has done a heck of a job building an annual contender down in Brookings, South Dakota. 
And North Dakota State is going to have their hands full today with Karen Christian and the Jackrabbits. And, I mean, credit to John Stegelmeyer because when they came up to Division One, which was, I mean, roughly around the same time as, as NDSU, I mean, South Dakota State wasn't that great of a Division Two program, you know, all-encompassing. They weren't, you know, that great. So, play, I think they had two in their entire history in Division Two. I think they only had two playoff appearances in 30 or 40 years when they started the, the playoffs for Division Two back in the 1970s. Right, and I mean, now you look at them, and they're one of the perennial powers up there with NDSU and James Madison in this current FCS climate. They're up there consistently. And, I mean, we came into this year, Swanee, not really knowing what this team was going to be like because they lose Jake Winicky and they lose Dallas Goddard. That's a tremendous amount of size and talent that have both made huge plays against the Bison in the last two years. I mean, it's safe to say that you know, SDSU doesn't win the last two Dakota marker games if Jake Winicky and Dallas Goddard aren't on the team. I mean, I think I think you can make that assumption, right? Yeah, absolutely. Goddard, Goddard especially, has had a history of playing really, really well against North Dakota State. And even Winicky caught the game-winning touchdown in, in 2015? Am I remembering right? The, uh, 2016, 20, 2016, excuse me. Sorry. regular season 2016. game in the Dome, back corner of the end zone where time's running out, SDSU scored late to win 19-17. to and and even before that, in the playoff game in 2014, where Carson Wentz led the Bison down the field, had the incredible throw and catch to R.J. Erzendelski with about three and a half minutes left. Um, Christian found, or no, well, I don't think it was Christian. Was that his first year? I think it was. Let's see, 14, 15, 16, 17. No, it would have been Austin, uh, the previous quarterback whose name escapes me. He found key in the end zone for a touchdown to give the Jackrabbits the lead, and they thought they were cruising out of the Fargo Dome with a win. And that's part of the reason this rivalry, when NDSU and SDSU, they came into Division One the same time. We had the big Dakota marker unveiled down at Hankinson. Adam Jones, my college roommate, we talked about it on our podcast. Mm-hmm. The Dakota marker was literally invented in the college house I lived in while I lived in it at 901 College Street. Adam Jones is a roommate, was my roommate, and he's a good friend. Adam Jones invented that thing. That was and NDSU Blue Key. We we kept it running and, and got it off the ground after Jonesy graduated. We got the South Dakota State Student Association involved. The idea for the Dakota marker came from one man. It was Adam Jones, and there was that idea that both schools were making the leap to Division One at the same time, and there was that kind of mutual respect. But like Coach Kleiman had said at his press conference this week, when you play a team every year for a conference championship. And when you've played them three times in the FCS playoffs for, you know, win or go home, that adds an edge to the rivalry. And this rivalry especially, I think it's the best rivalry in the entire FCS because both teams are just so darn good year after year. And on on top of that, they're competing off the field for the same recruits. They're going after a lot of the same kids in Minnesota and Iowa. North Dakota State has went down into South Dakota to get guys like Coulter Boyer, Dan Marlatt, the the NDSU roster during these championship runs has had some really critical, really key players from the state of South Dakota. Yeah, and I mean, you know, you see it across any sports rivalry, Swanee. The more you play the team, the more nasty the rivalry is going to get. I mean, Yankees, Red Sox, you know, you, you can name any professional sports rivalry, and it's the same thing. But, I mean, you can think of it as an NDSU-UND rivalry. Up until the Nickel Trophy was retired in 2003 was the last year that they played for it. 2003 was the last year it was played for up at the Alaris. But, I mean, every single one of those NDSU-UND football games was a battle. And it was edgy and it was nasty. And now they come to playing in 2015, Swanee, and it didn't have that 
exact the, same the pizzazz. Yeah, that's yeah. what that's what this game has become for NDSU. It's become that UND type game where they obviously play for a trophy in some regard. It's their only trophy game. But I mean, it's become that sort of I don't want to call it a replacement for the for the UND game in the Nickel Trophy. Well, I think it's but fair, it's similar. I think you can I think you can call it a replacement. Now the Nickel Trophy and the rivalry with UND will always be special. There's there's a lot of bison and a lot of folks wearing Keller Green, Kelly Green and white that have a lot of fond memories about that game. I mean, shoot, the uh, uh, Football America, that documentary yeah. that profiled Coach Hager and, and Roger Thomas, uh, that, that rivalry was the biggest rivalry in Division II football. They had played it for something like 100, 100 years. And when that went away, because UND and University of South Dakota stayed in Division II, they didn't make the, the leap up to Division One for several years. It was North Dakota State and South Dakota State saying, here we go. It's you and me, man. We're doing this. The Bison and the Jacks, and they, they jumped up together. So there's, there was that feeling that South Dakota State was stepping into the shoes of the University of North Dakota and vice versa. North Dakota State was stepping into the shoes of the University of South Dakota. And now we've, you know, we've talked about it on our podcast is, is this has become the biggest NDSU rival. I mean, we asked it of the people that listen to our podcast, the people that read the magazine, you know, who is NDSU's biggest rival? And I mean, outside of the few, you know, James Madison's and, you know, a couple of UNDs. few, you know, Northern Iowa's, you know, South Dakota State is the overwhelming answer. And they're exactly right because, I mean, South Dakota State, this game is going to be nasty today, Swanee, and I cannot wait for it. It's It's such a fun game. It's such a fun game because, you know, both teams want this something fierce. You know, the Bison players want it. You know, the Jack players want it. You know, the South Dakota State coaching staff is tired of seeing North Dakota State win championships. And, you know, the Bison coaching staff is sick and tired of not seeing that Dakota marker in the Fargo Dome coach's office trophy case. We're going to come right back. We're going to talk about the keys the game that's coming up later this afternoon but we want to thank our sponsors peterman seeds seaberg power sports essential health yonkey insurance aldendorf trucking we got more heard it here with swatty right after this commercial break 740 the fan sports news blogs contests you may ask yourself how is this possible on, 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 online computers that's how stay connected to everything 740thefan.com Mud, that's just tire paint. Rock piles, just rough steps. Rain, free shower. Can-Am vehicles were made to perform and make the most out of any challenge. And right now, quality costs less. The Yellow Tag Sales event is on now. Get to Seabird Power Sports on Highway 59 North in Detroit Lakes for details and savings of up to $2,000. Certain restrictions apply, subject to credit approval. See Seabird Power Sports on Highway 59 North in Detroit Lakes for details. Welton's Tire Service knows that the right combination of dedication and talent is what makes any team successful. And that's why they're so successful at Welton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They've been dedicated to their customers for over four decades with talented technicians who offer superior service and maintenance. Welton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They're your Goodyear dealer. Welton's Tire Service in Lisbon, North Dakota. Online at weltonstire.net. Let's go Bison! The sideline is no place for your athlete. Dedicated to the complete care of young athletes, Essentia Health's orthopedic and sports medicine team of doctors, specialists, and trainers provide injury prevention and rehabilitation services at every level. We'll get your athlete back in the game. Essentia Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, caring for you like nowhere else. For more information, visit EssentiaHealth.org. 
Attention truck drivers. Altendorf Trucking and Express of Minto, North Dakota is hiring professional OTR CDL Class A company drivers. They're also looking for regional drivers eligible to go to Canada. Offers great pay and benefits, driver friendly, all miles paid, home when needed, paid weekly, and nice equipment. To join the Altendorf team, send an email to apply to david.f at altendorfinc.com. That's david.f at altendorfinc.com. Valley Tires, the newest tire shop in the FM area with passenger car and light truck tires, commercial truck tires, even agricultural tires and tracks. But they are so much more than just tires. Valley Tire does wheel alignments and mechanical work too. They have on-site service trucks and a pickup and delivery service. Whether it's the family sedan, a fleet vehicle, or a farm tractor, Valley Tire will handle it for you. Just say the word. Valley Tire, 6827th Street South, Fargo. Just south of the intersection of Main Avenue and 25th Street. Online at valleytire.net or call 701-551-700. Now's the time to buy your grass seed from Peterman Seeds. Peterman Seeds has a large supply of lawn seed, and they even have a lawn seeder available for rent. Get your yard looking green and lush. This is also a great time to think ahead about wheat, soybeans, and corn for next year. The top varieties and top quality, giving you top yields. That's Peterman Seeds. Peterman Seeds, right off Highway 10 in Holly. Give them a call today, 1-800-326-3102. You got to bundle up today, brother. It's going to be a chilly one out of tailgating, but I know you'll be out there. I know my guys at Six Flags are setting up right now, and old Yachts putting his feet up on the dashboard of the van, turning that heater up. This one's for you, brother. Those guys will be, Biza fans will be ready for this. South Dakota State fans, they're, the great thing about North Dakota State tailgating, there'll be SDSU fans at tailgating, and they'll be welcomed with open arms into our tailgater and other tailgaters. We had a bunch of fans from Delaware. Had a really, really good time with them at Six Flags last week. There was one, a husband and wife we, we talked with. In fact, my brother ended up making a, a connection with them, got their business cards, and I think they've been emailing. North Dakota State plays out at Delaware next fall. So after the game on Saturday, they went to Herd and Horns, and they did the game. And then that Sunday, they were going to drive out to the Badlands and Medora. So, I, you know, I'm looking forward to visiting with South Dakota State fans today. I can tell you this, though. Last year in Brookings, one of the, the, determinative, the determinative precipitous factors in that game, Easton Stick had the worst performance of his college career. Went 16-28, 229 yards, two touchdowns, but he threw three interceptions had one fumble, so that's four turnovers, and he was sacked three times. Now, here's here's what that young man did after that game. In the two regular season games after the loss to South Dakota State and the four playoff games, Easton Stick just managed to go a meager 56 for 91 for 967 yards with 12 passing touchdowns and six rushing touchdowns. So that's 18 touchdowns that Mr. Stick rebounded with throwing for 62% completion rate on his passes. And I'll tell you this, Nolan, I don't think there's any way Easton Stick turns the ball over that many times in the Fargo Dome this afternoon. I don't think so. And, I mean, you got to remember that Darius Shepard had a fumble in last year's game as well. So, I mean, that made five total turnovers for the buys. And, I mean, any team that turns the ball over five times, regardless of talent level, is destined to lose. I mean, I think we can both agree upon that. But, you know, I agree with you. To say that Easton Stick is going to have four individual turnovers and, and play that poorly of a game again, two times in a row against South Dakota State, 
I think it's honestly probably a far-fetched opinion to try to think that because, I mean, Easton Stick, he's went back, he's watched the film of the last two games, and he's probably even watched some film of that 2016 playoff game where NDSU beat SDSU before they lost to James Madison in the semifinals. So, I mean, Easton Stick is one of the very few quarterbacks in FCS, even, even in the Missouri Valley, that goes back and probably diligently watches the film to see where he can improve and little wrinkles in the defense that he can take advantage of. And based on his performance last week at Delaware, I think he has a ton of momentum coming in, Swanee. I think that's really the determining factor for me is how much momentum this offense has and Easton Stick has coming into this week. How how good did the Bison offense look last week? All, not just the Bison offense, all three phases. Opening drive, North Dakota State takes the ball against the Blue Hens, marches down the field for a touchdown. The ensuing drive, the Blue Hens have the ball. Very first play, our guy, number 42, Jabril Cox. Another pick six back-to-back weeks. Bison are up 14-0. Hold Delaware to a quick three and out. The Blue Hens punt. Darius Shepard returns the ball inside the red zone. A couple plays later, pay dirt. Before I could get settled into my chair, the Bison are up 21-0. Mm-hmm. And all three phases were clicking. But that's something that Coach referenced at his press conference earlier this week. They wanted to be... Very aggressive with Easton, and Easton looked sharp last week, as did the rest of the Bison offense. I mean, they were dominant in every facet. I think that's the way we need to describe it. They were absolutely dominant, the most dominant that we've seen them all year. And, you know, coming into this year, Swanee, we had the kind of inkling that this team was going to be great, and this team was going to be dominant in every facet, and we saw it last week. And whether that transitions into all three phases of the game this week, I don't know. South Dakota State is a far better team than Delaware, you know, regardless of whatever Delaware team we saw last week. But... I mean, yeah, it's safe to say they have a ton of momentum. And South Dakota State has, you know, some momentum too, scoring 90 points on a Arkansas Pine Bluff. So, What was great for me watching that game, I know something you and I were looking for and we talked about on the podcast, were the North Dakota State receivers finally getting more involved. And the Bison had a specific game plan to get Desmond Kane involved early, and he had a couple catches. And then you saw, you know, uh, um, Dallas Freeman, the tight ends, of course, Darius Shepard was there. The Bison receiving core and tight ends. I think that's a group that's going to have a really good game today. I'm, I'm looking at that Bison passing attack because you know that the Jacks are going to bring eight, nine guys in the box and say, try to beat us with the run. And they're going to put their corners with man coverage with no help out on the Bison wide receivers. And I think if North Dakota State can get the ball going early on the ground, they're going to be – and that's that's the offense. I mean, I say this every week, but that's that's how we attack and approach the game on offense, that there are going to be some shots open downfield. But this is a game where these teams, we're watching two of the best, if not the two best quarterbacks in the FCS, and Easton Stick and Taron Christian play today. And one of the keys, Nolan, without a doubt, you'll see playmakers make plays. It's cliche. It's a dumb thing to say, but quarterbacks, running backs, receivers score touchdowns. The game is decided in the trenches. Mm -hmm. Coach Kleiman said that at his press conference, and and he specifically referenced one position group, the defensive line for both teams, whoever has a better day can pressure the other team's opposing quarterback is probably going to be hoisting the Dakota marker at about 5 o'clock, 5.30 this afternoon. Well, I mean, not only the defensive line, but the offensive line. I mean, both teams, you know, we know NDSU has a really experienced and veteran defensive and offensive line, but the same can be said for South Dakota State. Their front seven, I think they have, I think, six or seven of their front seven or seniors or juniors. I mean, they have extensive experience on that front seven. So, I mean, if you can win that battle, if the Bison can win that battle up front, I think the offensive line is more important for me, Swanee, just because you look at South Dakota State's front seven, like you said, I agree, they're going to bring eight or nine guys every single play. If you can stop that consistently, 
I mean, that only opens up your offense. And I, I think the offensive line has held up to the point where they could be considered dominant this season so far. So I'm interested to see how they react against a far more veteran defensive front because this is the most experienced and the best front that they've seen so far this season. Nine of the 11 starters for South Dakota State on defense are juniors or seniors. So they got a really experienced squad on the defensive side. One of the things I asked Coach Kleiman at, at his weekly press conference was the, the bye week that South Dakota State had. South Dakota State didn't, didn't play anybody last week. They had a bye. They haven't played a meaningful game since September 8th. Arkansas Pine Bluff, with all respect to them, they have no business playing Division One football. South Dakota State ran up the score on that. that that's a story in and of itself. Mm-hmm. I don't want to waste too much time on that. But South Dakota State really has only played one game against any sort of opponent in Montana State. That was on September 8th, three weeks ago. And when you have a rivalry game, one of the things we reference on our podcast, which folks can check out on bisonillustrated.com, is that you run the you run the engine too hot. You have two weeks where your guys are just getting juiced up, amped up, ready to rock for the bison, and you risk you you risk peaking too early in that process where by the time they got to Fargo yesterday afternoon, emotionally, they'd been dealing with this rivalry for two weeks. Whereas the bison, I think North Dakota State has an advantage in this game, and I think we're gonna hear about it at the postgame press conference, because the bison have played Delaware. They've played North Alabama and Albeit they beat them by significant margins and played really, really well. They're talented teams. They've had three opponents where they've had the opportunity to to work out some kinks and figure out who they are. South Dakota State hasn't had that because of their schedule. Their first game against Iowa State was canceled because of weather. So I think heading into this game, I think North Dakota State has an advantage because you're, we're a month in, and South Dakota State hasn't. And we'll find out today. Whatever it's going to come down to execution. It always does, but I think North Dakota State has an advantage in that department just because they've had a month of football where South Dakota State has more or less had three weeks of practice since their game against Montana State. And, you know, I I tend to agree with you, but at the same time, you know, John Stigelmeyer has been through so many of these games against North Dakota State specifically, and even Taron Christian for that matter. Taron Christian's been through four years of these games against the Bison. So to say that, you know, your team leaders are going to peak too early, I think is a little bit of a hasty opinion. Now, does that say for a guy like Cade Johnson, who is you know coming into only his second Dakota Marker game as a sophomore? I don't know. He might peak too early. It might be different for other players. But to say like that, John Stigelmeyer and the team leaders like Taron Christian are going to peak too early. I, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, Swanee. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, I mean, we're going to find out this afternoon. This is the 15th annual Dakota Marker game, which was established in 2004 when the Bison and Jackrabbits began Division One competition. NDSU leads the series eight games to six, but South Dakota State has won the last two meetings, 19 to 17, two years ago in the Dolman, 33-21 last year in Brookings. Postseason games are not included in the Dakota marker where North Dakota State holds a decisive three to zero advantage. Now, I could, we talked about a story of the Dakota marker, the origin the story. The infamous. The infamous Or Genesis famous, story. whatever you want to say. <laughs> Folks, you really need to go to buysandillustrated.com and, and check out the podcast because I told, you, I told Nolan about the first night that a Coda marker was brought in. Even SDSU world. fans enjoyed it. Yeah, they'll love SDSU it. SDSU fans, forum, they the, enjoyed it. The Coda marker party at Scott Wineleaders and Mark Hardy's house. The trophy is a 75-pound model replica of the original quartzite monuments that were 7 feet long and 10 inches and placed at half-mile half intervals along the border in the summers of 1891 and 1892. I want to thank... Walton's Tire Service, Valley Tire, Chris Heisey, American Family Insurance Agent, Legacy Wealth Management, and TRS Industries. 
We're gonna take a quick timeout. We're gonna bring on Chase Miller, and we'll have a, we'll keep Nolan on. We'll do we'll do a panel talking about the Dakota Marker game. A lot to unpack here. On heard it here with Swanee on 7:40 a.m. The fan. This is sort of the new game. The new game is, was I kidding or wasn't I kidding? Any of us on the air can play it, and I guess it's up to the individual how often they want to play that particular game. Dan Barrero, weekdays at 3 on 740 The Fan. Walton's Tire Service knows that the right combination of dedication and talent is what makes any team successful. And that's why they're so successful at Walton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They've been dedicated to their customers for over four decades with talented technicians who offer superior service and maintenance. Walton's Tire Service on Main Street in Lisbon. They're your Goodyear dealer. Walton's Tire Service in Lisbon, North Dakota. Online at weltonstire.net. Let's go Bison! At American Family Insurance, we believe that with the right support, any dream is possible. For auto, home, business, or life, contact us today. For details, contact Chris Heisey Agency. Call 701-293-0798 or stop by 722 13th Avenue East in West Fargo today. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, SI. American Family Insurance Company. American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin, 53783. Altendorf Trucking has alternating full and part-time CDLA driving positions to be filled immediately for the harvest season, hauling local and over the road. These positions can easily be made permanent for those willing to work full-time. Get started on your new career with Altendorf Trucking. To apply, call Mike or Marvin at Altendorf Trucking and Express in Minto, North Dakota, or email application to truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. That's truck.safety at altendorfinc.com. Whether you're an athlete on the field or a grandparent cheering in the stands, Essentia Health Orthopedics and Sports Medicine will get you back to doing what you love again as safely and quickly as possible. Our expert team is dedicated to treating your injuries with compassionate care. Essentia Health Orthopedic and Sports Medicine, caring for you like nowhere else. For more information, visit EssentiaHealth.org. When you need tires, Valley Tires got them. Passenger car and light truck tires, commercial truck tires, even agricultural tires and tracks. If it rolls, Valley Tire has you covered with the most popular and best performing tires on the market. Michelin, BF Goodrich, Uniroyal and Hancock. Valley Tire, the newest tire shop in the FM area. With a knowledgeable staff to get you back on the road in a hurry. Valley Tire, 6827th Street South, Fargo. Just south of the intersection of Main Avenue and 25th Street. Online at valleytire.net or call 701-551-700. Ready for some tough talk about tarps? TRS Industries, manufacturer of America's best tarps, wants you to know that all tarps are not alike. TRS tarps are the toughest you can find. Made of strong American fabric and materials. TRS offers the best warranty in the business. Go to trsindustries.com and see their full line of products. Their expert custom cover specialist has over 35 years of experience. TRS Industries, America's best tarps. We're taking it to the bank as Swanee brings you his lock-solid prediction for this week's game. Just don't bet the house on it or anything, okay? Oh, my God. Are you serious? Man, I love me some college football. One of my favorite movies growing up, the program. Joe Kane versus Tim. He could go all the way, man, competing 
for a Heisman Trophy as Eastern State took on Michigan in that movie. And we got a similar matchup in Fargo today. And that's that's really the storyline, isn't it, Chase? Easton Stick, Taron Christian. And they, they've got both have good supporting casts. But whoever plays better today between Easton Stick and Taron Christian is going to go a long way in deciding this football game. I would agree with you, Swanee, and the one thing that I will also say is going back to the last time they met in the Fargo Dome, if you don't count the 2016 playoff game, right, if you just count the regular season, that was a slobber knocker, to say the least, you know, 1917, and just looking at the stats from that game, which Taron Christian has outplayed Easton Stick the last couple of games, I'm just going to look at the numbers, the Jacks rushed for over 200 yards in 2016 in that regular season game. Christian at 141 on himself, and he also had over 300 yards passing. So it's a dual-threat guy, and that's the one thing going up against him, asking Chris Kleiman this week is, do you want to pressure him and blitz him and, and you know have man coverage where if he gets by that initial wave, he could, he could run for a while, or do you have to sit back in the pocket, which he's also seen his ability to pinpoint the football and able to throw into some tight windows. So Chris Kleiman, Matt Entz, that defensive staff, I'm sure they've got a good game plan wrapped up, ready to rock and roll, but this will be by far the best team, the best talented quarterback in dual threat terms, which is the one bugaboo of NDSU, even though throughout yep. their runs for national yep. championships, it's been a dual threat quarterback that has hurt the Bison defense at times. And Easton Stick only had 143 yards passing in 2016 against the Jacks um, defense. So I'm curious how Easton will play. This hasn't been a good game for him the last couple of, of matchups, again, regular season games. How will Easton, that senior class, trying to get the rock back, uh, find a way to win? Yeah, I think Chase will have to flip you to the other mic because it's you were. It was like one of those cell calls in Brookings where they don't have real great reception. It's kind of in and out when you're going from calling El- from the moon, yeah. calling from the moon, or Elko, or, or Dairy King, or Tasty <laughs> Freeze, it's Taco John's. I, that, in that's why. That's why Chase. I, I think Easton Stick has has one of the the best game. I think Easton is going to be sharp today. I think he's loaded for bear. I think he's going to have one of the best performances of, of his career. One of the, there, there's a lot of story games to unpack in a rivalry game. There's there's a lot of them. You talk about that game in Brookings. What I'll throw to both of you guys is how big will it be? And we'll start with you, Nolan. How big is it going to be for the Bison defense to have Greg Menard back, Dan Marlett back, both who missed the entire game last year with injuries? That Bison linebacking core, a lot of folks forget. We had to bring up James Hedricks, who's typically a safety to play a lot of linebacker that game. Jabril Cox was out the first half, and it was it was a triage of sorts, and North Dakota State found themselves down double digits at halftime. I think that's another big story in this game, Nolan, that Menard, the firm of Menard, Cox, and Marlette is playing for the Bison this afternoon. Yeah, and, and you know, to Chase's point, I think, you know, the defensive scheme has to be you have to keep Taron Christian in the pocket. Yes, he's a better thrower than, like, a guy like Christian Lopez or whatever from North Alabama, but how did, how did they beat North Alabama on a – defensively they rushed Christian Lopez and they made him uncomfortable in the pocket I think that's what you have to do with Taron Christian is you have to bring some blitz packages to him and I think adding Greg Menard and Dan Marlette to that kind of fold um where they didn't play last year and a you know a full force Jabril Cox who is just a different different sort of breed of player that we saw last year which is saying something in its own right I mean I think that adds a ton to Taron Christian. I think, you you know, it makes him rush throws. It makes him, you know, if he gets outside the pocket, that's where I get worried. Because like to Chase's point, if he can get outside the, the pocket and run, he can run for a while. I, I'm more inclined to believe that they want to keep him inside the pocket today. Chase, you had mentioned that 2016 playoff game and something Matt Anson, his defense, did that worked so well. They were able to contain Christian during the playoff game, and Christian wasn't able 
to get outside the pocket and run for a bunch of yards that day. And those are things that every game is a little bit different. You can game plan. You can understand what's it going to take to win. But these two teams play each other so well that one 60-minute game, we could see a 17-14 style of game today. Or maybe we see a 33-35, you know, 31 style of game today because you, you just never know. It might only take two or three big-time plays, and you might gash a defense for 40, 50 yards and get six. Other times, you might have to put a 13-play drive and just take the nickel and dime you know, st- type of stuff that the defense gives you. So it's always a fun matchup. We always see something different from Stig. We see a little bit something different from NDSU in this matchup, too, offensively or defensively. So it's that constant chess game between two competitors that I'm always uh, interested in seeing what happens. But at the end of the day, guys, I think Easton Stick, for me, the storyline, has to play better against South Dakota State today because we've seen Taron Christian time in and time out have a pretty good games against North Dakota State. Maybe he doesn't win the game by himself, but he's had pretty good games by himself if you go on just that quarterback-quarterback matchup. In the last few games, South Dakota State has been the team to strike first and, and put a touchdown on the board. And I asked Coach Kleiman about that at the press conference this week, and he said, you know, it's not necessarily that team that finds himself ahead 7-0 to or behind 7-0. to It's the ability to counterpunch. And that that is so key in a rivalry game where there's so many changes of momentum and there's so many big plays and everything is so amplified and ramped up where the team that's able to counter punch and maybe respond to adversity better, let's say a team turns the ball over. So South Dakota State turns the ball over. Can the Bison offense turn that into points or does South Dakota State defense get a stop? Those kind of things are so big in games like this. Yeah. And I mean, you look at Delaware, I mean, they scored on the NDSU scored on their first drive and then the first defensive play was a pick six for Jabril Cox. And like you said earlier, Swanee, the game was over by then. I mean, the game was ended. They didn't have a counterpunch. And I think that's so vital. Obviously, something like that probably won't happen today against South Dakota State. But I agree with you. I mean, if if NDSU gets scored on first, I mean, they have to, you know, respond quickly. They have to respond with a, you know, a bigger punch. It has to be a haymaker, really. Yeah, the the these two teams, Chase, you had mentioned a great point. They know each other so well where we see wrinkles, where Chris Kleiman and John Stigemeyer throw out different wrinkles, whether it's that playoff game and I think it was 2012 where Ryan Smith caught the touchdown going around the left side or the kind of muddle huddle that South Dakota State did. I think that was in the playoff game in 2016. I think we can expect to see that from both teams where they kind of throw something in there to try to catch the other guys off guard. It is, and you always see the wrinkles, but also just this year particularly, guys, neither teams had to play in the fourth quarter. You know, neither team has had their back to the wall being down 10 or 7 points with 10 minutes to go and saying, we need to stop defensively if you're a South Dakota State fan. Or for North Dakota State, they need to put 7 on the board to try to, you know, tie the game or, or go down the field and, and uh, you know, win the game with 3 minutes left. So if it gets into the fourth quarter, we're going to learn a lot. And I hope we get to a fourth quarter game selfishly just to dissect this team. Because if it's another, let's just say NDSU starts like they did against Delaware and they get up early, they're not going to throw out a lot of gadgets they're not gonna they're gonna be pretty vanilla for the rest of the year with northern iowa still on their schedule illinois state still on their schedule all these teams still on their schedule so for me i'm curious if this gets late into the third and early fourth quarter and we got a one possession game okay now we're gonna see what the one and three teams are really made of before they get into conference play wrapping up here running out of daylight heard here with swanee and 740 a.m the fan what do you got for a final score I like a good old schlobberknocker again. I like a 21-17 game. I think there's probably going to be two key turnovers or a, a special teams play that's going to turn the tide. I like the Bison, though, by four in this game. Nolan? I got 28-14 Bison. I think they got so much momentum coming in after last week. I, I you know, I agree with you, Swanee. I don't know if Easton Stick's going to – he's going to be invincible today, in my opinion. 
Now the preacher is going to take to the pulpit and talk to the congregation of Bison Nation. Today is a holy day on the Bison calendar where we face the folks from Brookings, from South Dakota. And it's a big day for North Dakota State because they're going to matriculate the ball down the field. And Easton Stick is going to light up the scoreboards of the Fargo Dome. And Code Green is going to say, not today, Taryn Christian. Not today. And we're going to see. We're going to go all out. We're going to say 42 to 20. A three-score win for the good guys from Fargo. I hope to see you at tailgating. For Chase Miller, Nolan P. Schmidt, I am Josh Swanson reminding you that the strength of the herd is the bison and the strength of the bison is the herd. It's rabbit season, baby. It's the power hour of the Red River Valley. I've got the power.